Hi, I'm Emma, and this is the Creative Edition. Our mission is to inspire creatives to discover, grow, and own their brand. What are brands looking for in 2024? I am so excited to dive into today's episode and share with you guys some of the things that I've learned that brands are looking for in this new year. I recently combed through the Later blog website and read through some of their key findings and insights about what brands are measuring in 2024 and the types of influencers that they're working with. So for today's episode, we're diving in for what brands are looking for and who they want to work with. Um, So the different types of influencers that they're looking to work with again in this new year. But before we get started, let's do our question of the day. And the question of the day is, what's something that you are specifically working towards for your page, your brand, your website, your social media platforms this year. All right, friends. So one thing I'm personally looking for, an intention that I set for 2024 is clarity. I feel like 2023 was all about starting a family and literally for the first half of 2023, I was pregnant. And then the second half, I was and am still learning to be a new mom. So it wasn't that I put Emma's Audition on the back burner. I definitely still continue to create content, record podcast episodes, but my primary focus for 2023 was starting at family and my health. And I feel like that's exactly what I did. And I'm really glad that I took the previous year to do so. I, Brandon and I, my husband and I have always wanted to start a family and last year was our year to start that. And so this year, I'm really looking for clarity for Emma's edition, for the Creative Edition podcast. I still want to record podcast episodes. I want to invite guests back on. I feel like the season of bringing on guests was so much fun for me just because I got to connect with different creatives, hear what works for them, what they're prioritizing, how they run their businesses, and just hear their stories. I feel like I was so inspired to do that. So that's one of the things I'm hoping to do again for the podcast this year. And then I say clarity also for Emma's Edition because I feel like Emma's Edition has really evolved with me, you know, throughout my life. I feel like I could do a whole episode on like the different things that I've covered with Emma's Edition as I've gone gone through just like the different life chapters of, you know, graduating from undergrad, um, gosh, going to grad school, balancing it with a full-time job, taking it full-time, and then, you know, the list just goes on and on. And so I feel like for this year, I really want clarity in the types of content that I create for the brand. I, for my brand specifically, um, I feel like I've been thinking about style specifically, like style has been one of my main pillars that I started Emma's edition with. And so I'm just looking for ways to either be more specific or clear about the style content that I create for Emma's edition. I think I'll continue to create the lifestyle content because that's always just worked for me and has just been an organic part of my brand as I talk about the different life stages. But specifically, I'm looking for clarity within style. And so by the time this episode airs, hopefully I have some more clarity about the style and fashion piece of my brand. And you guys get to see that online on social media. So let's dive into it. What are brands looking for in 2024? So this episode is about the what and the who. So what brands are looking for and who they want to work with. So friends, according to the later blog, brands are projected to spend $47 billion in influencer marketing advertising by 2027. And in the year 2025, 
the industry is expected to reach a value of $22 billion, B as in billion dollars. There's not a joke. There's not any like question about whether or not brands are spending money on influencer marketing. They are spending money on influencer marketing. And one of the brands that they highlighted on the later blog who has had a successful influencer marketing program is Express. They actually launched an ambassador program and they reported that they drove 167% in sales. And it proved to them that their influencer marketing is a key part of their strategy. So what are brands looking for? Whether you're a new influencer or a seasoned influencer, I think just getting a refresher about what brands are looking for is really helpful, especially if you're an influencer or a content creator or a business that wants to get into the influencer marketing space. So some brands might be looking for brand awareness. Some brands might be looking to drive sales or traffic to a website. And so because there's different things that brands and agencies are looking for, it's really important to understand what to measure and how to measure it. So here are a few key performance indicators or KPIs that brands might be measuring in 2024. The first is conversions. So if you've never heard of what conversions are before, conversions could be a unique code. So a brand might give you a code that says Emma 20 to get 20% off or affiliate links, right? I feel like if you are a part of the Amazon Influencer Program or if you're part of the Reward Style Program, you probably are familiar with using affiliate links on social media, on your website, and using that to drive sales and drive traffic. And then brands can also see how much you are driving on the back end. Conversions in general, typically look like sales or traffic. And one thing that brands are looking for is the CTR or the click-through rate. Brands want to see the number of clicks on a specific link. Personally, I have had this like on my campaigns, right? There's like a specific link the brand brand wants you to use and they want to see, right, how many clicks that you can generate for that link. So if you are on the influencer side and maybe you have a brand campaign that is looking for conversion, they want you to use a specific link, I recommend having a strong call to action to help encourage your audience to click the links that you're sharing. Another KPI that brands are looking for is called brand lift. So influencers can help brands drive up a brand's organic traffic or social media following. Brands might want to increase their social presence on a specific platform like TikTok. Friends, I have literally had it where a brand wasn't even on the platform yet, but wanted to generate brand awareness before creating their own TikTok page. Um, An example of this is, I think two years ago, must have been back in 2021. I worked with AutoTrader for TikTok and AutoTrader didn't even have a TikTok It was crazy. I was like, I can't believe there's not even like a brand page that I can tag. But I was making the assumption that the brand and the agency was testing out to see like what the engagement would be if TikTok would be a specific platform that would make sense for them. And I ended up creating this TikTok um, about like what type of I think road tripper are you? And I had like different types of road trippers where it was like the snacker, the sleeper, the DJ. And they ended up putting paid dollars behind it. I think that TikTok did like half a million views because they ended up using my piece of content, which was right, like a sponsored piece of content. And then they ended up putting paid dollars behind it to increase the reach. It performed really well. I ended up picking a song 
It was so funny, friends. I didn't know this. It was a song about a specific, it was in a like driving video game. I don't even know what the game is called, but so many people referenced that. They're like, that's so funny that like, this is like an auto trader ad. And then people were like, oh, you're like this, this song is from this driving game. So that was unintentional. I think that was very lucky, but that was one of the things that I know generated a lot of brand lift, right? People were like seeing a piece of content, waiting to see like what type of road tripper that they could relate to. And then it was boosting auto traders brand awareness on TikTok. All right, friends. So a third KPI that brands might be looking for in 2024 is engagement. Brands are still looking to bring some sort of engagement to their brand pages about, you know, their products, their services. And so I would say if you're a micro influencer, know that brands still want to work with you because in 2024, the industry still recognizes that a smaller audience usually leads to a higher engagement rate. This is not new friends. Typically, the more your audience grows, engagement rate engagement rates typically drop. That's just what happens, right? Like, yes, macro influencers might have, you know, a like 10x the amount of following a micro influencer might have, but a micro influencer probably has a higher engagement rate. And then lastly, friends, brands might be looking for the quality of content. Brands still want to work with influencers who produce high quality content that they can repurpose for their own needs. Brands have and can still use influencer content for their own websites or place paid ads to increase their conversions and engagement. So friends, if you're a creator out there who still really likes to produce high quality content with a DSLR, you know, maybe you use a DSLR to film your videos or to shoot your photos, know that that's still something that brands are looking for. I know that's something for me. I have continued to shoot with a DSLR, even though I feel like in the last few years, people have really liked, you know, just the iPhone only photos. I feel like that there's a time, you know, there's totally a time and place for brands who want to work with creators who just produce iPhone only photos, because I mean, you can really produce like high quality images with an iPhone, especially if you know how to edit. But for other creators out there, you know, I feel like I kind of grew up on Instagram where like DSLR definitely differentiated you. And especially if you had that high quality images, it was just so much, it's just a lot more different than um, the content, you know, that's like typically out there. Just know that there's still a place for that and brands are still prioritizing that. So the last key performance indicator I want to chat about today is ROI, which is return on investment. So if you have probably heard this before, if you took a business course, but if you haven't, return on investment is just basically, you know, whether or not the campaign is driving a profit or not. The higher the profitability, the more success a campaign takes on. So Basically, a positive ROI means that your revenue is greater than your total spend. So marketing spend might include paying influencers or production costs like hiring models, hiring a video editor, hiring a photographer. What's important to remember though, friends, is that ROI is not always about money. I feel like some people are like, no, it's only about conversion. It's only about money. Some brands who make the top of the funnel, which is you know awareness and engagement as is the main metric to measure, in those brand campaigns, it's it's literally not about money. Like brands have deemed that awareness engagement are the success metrics. All right, friends. So now that we've talked about conversions, brand lift, engagement, quality of content, and ROI, let's chat about who brands want to work with and the types of influencers that they are working with in 2024. 
So I feel like we've done this before on the podcast. We've broken down the nano influencers, micro influencers, mid-tier and macro influencers, and we're going to do that today. And then we're going to chat about why brands might want to want to work with a nano influencer or why brands might want to work with a macro influencer. So nano influencers are creators and influencers from zero to 10,000 followers. Nano influencers might be best for small to medium-sized businesses. Um, they also might be more the more cost-effective options for brands, and they typically have a higher engagement rate because they have a smaller audience. Sometimes or often, they probably just have one specific niche. So nano influencers might just be focused on fashion or might just be focused on cooking or travel. Secondly, there's micro-influencers. So micro-influencers actually range from 10K, so 10,000 followers to 100,000 followers. Brands might want to work with micro-influencers if they want to reach a new and engaged audience, and there's still a cost-effective option for brands. Even though I feel like I've seen ranges out there, some people are like, oh, micro-influencers are $250 to $4,000 a post. I know that's like a big range, but friends like, In the large scheme of things, like $4,000 a post, like I know that probably sounds like a lot, but if you are thinking about these Fortune 500 companies or Fortune 50, Fortune, you know, 10 companies, like these heritage brands out there, their marketing budgets are literally in the millions of dollars. A brand will literally spend $5 million on a Super Bowl ad. So, yes, an Micro-influencer might charge $4,000 a post, but know that that's like probably a drop in the bucket compared to what else brands are spending on traditional media. And again, I know that's like not really the focus on this, but I just I just wanted to provide context with that because I, sometimes I feel like people are like, oh my gosh, like what? You mean there's micro-influencers out there charging $4,000 a post, $5,000 a post, you know, and if even though, you know, It sounds like, again, quite a bit of money. Just know that it's all like relative spending and typically with brands, right? If they are given a marketing budget, like they split that up. There's digital spend, there's traditional advertising. Traditional advertising could look like magazine ads. It could look like television ads, radio ads. It could look like billboards. And all of those things have like, it's, you know, like those things are not cheap. It's a lot of money to produce advertising. So another reason why brands might want to work with micro-influencers is that micro-influencers probably have a deep understanding of their audience's needs and wants, and they can really help brands increase their awareness. I know for me, friends, like one thing I have noticed for me is that I know I'm not the type of influencer that drives a ton of conversion and by that, I mean, I am not the influence for, influencer for you if you want to just strictly drive sales. There are other great creators out there who are so much better and consistent about linking their outfits, linking their home products, you know, you know, sharing exactly what they're wearing and where to find it, like consistently over and over again. And I feel like those creators are such are much better at doing conversion types of campaigns. I'm more about brand awareness. Like I really know my audience. I know, you know, I have primarily a female audience. 80%, you know, is 
primarily like millennial and Gen Z women. I know that they typically live in major markets. I see it on my analytics. And so for me, like I know who my audience is and I know that they're interested in what I'm saying, what I'm wearing, what I'm doing, where I'm visiting. And so I know for me as a micro influencer, I can really help brands increase their awareness. All right, friends, so now that we've chatted about nano-influencers and micro-influencers, there are also mid-tier influencers. So mid-tier influencers and content creators are between 100,000 and 500,000 followers. Brands want to reach large audiences and may prioritize conversions for products and services, and so they probably want to work with mid-tier influencers. Brands who want to work with mid-tier influencers may also want to generate large exposure for a campaign. So again, mid-tier influencers, 100,000 to 500,000 might be a great option for driving conversion. Typically, mid-tier influencers that brands want to work with usually have a website, an email list, or a podcast to leverage and offer more than one touchpoint in a campaign. Additionally, mid-tier influencers that brands want to work with share quality content and have a deep understanding of their audience. And then lastly, friends, brands also want to work with macro-influencers. So macro-influencers are 500,000 followers and up. Brands with big budgets may want to work with macro-influencers to drive both awareness and sales. They want to work with macro-influencers to have the opportunity to reach large audiences and also get some of that association and credibility because macro influencers are typically well-established in their own space and niches. And they're also great for product launches. All right, friends. So if you're listening to this, maybe you're saying, hmm, well, I'm a nano influencer and I have really great conversion. I may not have a website or an email list, but I actually drive quite a bit of traffic. I feel like, friends, if that's something you know about your page, make sure that you highlight that. I feel like there's ways to highlight that on your media kit. Or if you're going back and forth between brands, if you have, you know, maybe a page on your media kit that's just all about like previous campaigns that you've done, you want to show campaign results, and that's something that you want to offer to brands. I think that's something that you can definitely, definitely offer. Also, if you are a nano influencer and you're seeing that you drive great conversion, I would really lean into affiliate marketing. I feel like the Amazon Influencer Program is so great for that. I know for a while, Amazon was literally paying influencers to just go live. And I've heard of Amazon influencers literally making anywhere from 100000 to literally like $400,000 a year just doing Amazon. Like there's so much opportunity to work with Amazon on the space, um, especially with the influencer space, because Amazon has recognized the creators and influencers This is just like a big part of like how to market the products that's on their, you know, website. And so highly recommend taking a look at that. I personally have an Amazon um, page that I've been like linking all the baby stuff that I've been using for Braxton and also that I use during my pregnancy, a lot of of maternity stuff because I was trying different things. And um, so I actually started like an Amazon page and worked with Amazon to like highlight maternity pieces um, on my Amazon shop page. 
All right, friends. So just to do a quick recap, the first half of this episode, we talked about what brands are looking for in 2024. And we talked about key performance indicators that they might be looking for. So we touched on conversions, we touched on ROI as well as brand lift. And then on the second half of this conversation, we talked about who brands want to work with and brands in 2024 want to work with all types of creators. They want to work with nano-influencers, micro-influencers, mid-tier influencers, and macro-influencers. So wherever you are in your influencer journey, know that there's probably a brand partner out there for you. And I hope that going over this has given you a better understanding about what brands are looking for in 2024. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. If you enjoyed today's episode, please rate, review, and recommend the podcast to a friend. If we haven't connected on Instagram yet, you can find us at MS Edition and at The Creative Edition. Sign up for our email newsletter and join our Facebook group and we'll see you guys next time.